Welcome back. This is the 66th episode of the Catching Up Podcast. I'm your host, Connor Kaysen, joined every week by my co-host, Nick Hughes. Nick is in London, just coming off of Halloween, so I need to know about what Halloween was like in London. We're also talking about the Sounders making MLS Cup, and we're going real deep on Edward Snowden on the Joe Rogan Podcast. We also briefly touch on Twitter banning political ads. So I guess we kind of got a politically driven episode, which is something we usually want to stay way far away from, but we Appreciate you for always watching the show. Thank you very much. Let us know if you have any questions. If you're listening here on Anchor, feel free to shoot us a message. Uh, and I hope you enjoy the upcoming weekend wherever you are listening to the show. And I hope you have a fantastic day. Please enjoy episode 66. What's up, Nick? Happy, uh, good morning. Good evening. Happy uh, 66th episode of the show. Where are you at right now? <laughs> You say good morning, and I'm like sitting here, like having a beer. So um, <laughs> I'm in I'm in London, and um, I dude, I think I've told you this before. It's like how I'm I had one of those. I I just did two back podcast interviews, which I might I'll touch on in a second. But I was like running around London. I'm like I gotta find a kind of a quiet place to do these calls, and um, so I've slid into this like really cool old hotel. Um, there might be a little bit of uh, mu- some old school music going on, but hopefully it's quiet enough for us. But uh, yeah, man, I'm just sitting in this really beautiful old, um, very old, like 200, 250 year old hotel. Yeah, you can kind of hear like this classical violin music in the background. And I just feel like that is perfect for setting uh, for where <laughs> you're at being in London. I think it's it's a really good fit. And and honestly, both you and I have recorded this show so many times, like walking through cities. I will take the violins yeah. over airplanes and construction and car horns and uh, every other type of noise every week. <laughs> Yeah, sweet and, then. Um, and so we got a lot on the docket this week. Uh, we got to talk about, obviously got to talk about, uh, I want to know about Halloween in London and if that's even a thing. Google this morning announced that they bought Fitbit for $2 billion. Twitter banned political ads this week. And Edward Snowden was on the Joe Rogan podcast. But before we talk about all that, the thing that's most important in my life are the Seattle Sounders won in LA this week. And we're going to be hosting MLS Cup here in Seattle next Sunday. I'm absolutely losing my mind thinking about this. <laughs> well, me too. I'm losing my mind because, damn it, like the the year that I'm not there, the MLS Cup is in Seattle. Like, come on, come on. But, um, dude, I'm so excited. And I don't I don't know if I told you this, but um, so as I flew back to Seattle, or I flew back here to London, uh, my my sleep has kind of been off again so dude the other night i woke up naturally like i totally woke up at like 2 a.m and i was like god dang it i can't sleep and i was like well shoot the world series is on so i watched the end of that and then i watched the end of the sounders game dude so i like oh perfect not so not so purposely but i actually ended up i was like i'm gonna just turn it on because like so i just streamed it and um i watched the game man so i was really pumped as well yeah, that's awesome. I mean, both those games going on simultaneously uh, was, I know, a battle. I saw a couple tweets here in Seattle, and uh, a guy I know, he was mad that he went to a bar and they were only showing the Sounders game and not the World Series. <laughs> and right, his tweet was like, only in Seattle will they be showing a, a soccer game over the World Series. And I was like, 
it, in my head, um, one thing, it's in our own city, right? So it's our team in the semifinals of the playoffs. It, and it's, it's a big game. So it's a big deal. So, of course, they're going to play that. Uh, but, yeah. but it's kind of like a newsflash. Like, baseball is on the decline. Soccer is on the incline. And uh, I think we're going to be seeing a lot more of that situation as MLS playoffs are now going to be competing with the baseball playoffs. I think baseball still got a, a quite a big lead there, but they better watch out because soccer is becoming very popular here in this country. Yeah. And let's just, I mean, you double shout out to the Sounders. I mean, what, this is three of four years in the finals. That's awesome. Yeah, it really is a huge accomplishment, and I think some of the media is is a little bummed. There was so much hype. Everyone wanted to see Atlanta play LAFC, and now they get Seattle and Toronto once again. Uh, and it was oh, so cool. interesting. So, like, when Seattle won on Tuesday, I was, I was with all the guys that I uh, sit with for the season at the Sounders matches, and we were all screaming and yelling and hyped, and we really couldn't believe it. We played almost a perfect game. And then, but yesterday, or I'm sorry, two days ago, when Toronto won in Atlanta, I squealed like a, a, a teenage girl or a younger girl on Christmas morning. Uh, I probably have never made that sound before. It was just like pure excitement. Uh, I, I haven't been that excited for something in a long time. I just cannot wait. And uh, shout out to the Sounders for for us as season ticket holders. Like I I reserved my seat for forty five dollars. Um, yeah. And so pretty much like within two hours of that Toronto game going or finishing, they sent us an email. It was like, sorry, we couldn't do anything about it. Tickets are live now for or like presale for season ticket holders. So I got on. Um, and yeah, for us season ticket holders, they gave us amazing prices for tickets. Um, so I actually picked up two more, uh, that I already flipped. So at 10 a.m. this morning, I got to transfer those and I sold them for way more money than what I bought them for. It was, it was one of the best flips. I should have bought more. Um, yeah, nice. And nice. so, job, all right, uh, we'll, we'll talk more about that because it's not for another, uh, nine days, but. Yesterday here was Halloween, and so you were in London for Halloween. Was it any different? Well, first, this is crazy because um, so number one, I did not see a lot of costumes downtown. I, you know, people were dressed up a little bit, but we had our Founders Live London event last night. Yes, and yeah, so basically, it was kind of business mode for me, like the whole entire day and into the evening, um, and it, we had a great event. Uh, really cool. Um, I think we should talk about the winner uh, next time. Okay. Uh, I think you're going to be very, very interested in it, but uh, we're just not going to have enough time today. But uh, great event, and it was fun. And it, dude, it was like, it was really great. Like, um, they actually have a few speakers that come that that do a little um, presentation talk before the pitches. So they have wrapped in a little bit, a slight different thing, which I thought was actually really. It turned out really well, and then they they brought me up and did a little Q and a at the end, like in the crowd could ask questions. Yep. And so I, I really appreciate that. And it was fun. And so we had a really great event, but it was, I literally went through the day and I was like, Oh yeah, it's like Halloween. Uh, just cause it wasn't my thing. But um, I heard that, you know, so in, in the middle of the city downtown, like it wasn't as prevalent, but obviously the, the suburbs, like I heard, you know, I was talking to people last night and they're like, Oh yeah, it's like, it's a huge, it's a huge event here. Like it's a, 
like it's a big holiday. So, really? Yeah, that's kind of that's yeah. good to hear, actually. Um, it is. Yeah, and, and and it was the same here downtown yesterday, just in the business district. Um, over by Amazon, there was a decent amount of people who dressed up. Amazon actually had a haunted house. Uh, which which was a little underwhelming, honestly. And so there were a lot of people dressed up in that area, but in the downtown corridor, especially in the financial district, there wasn't a lot going on. But I, yeah, I went out to some of the neighborhoods yesterday. Yeah, and that's it tends to be in the suburban areas where all the the trick or treating happens and people decorate their homes. Uh, but downtown, mm-hmm. when everyone's living in apartments, it, you just don't get the same atmosphere. Yeah, yeah, but I have you know you know I have seen quite a bit of decoration, and uh, it's been pretty cool. Um, walking around just like way old old school neighborhoods and I, I love that dude I love over here it's like I'm sitting in a very very old building right now and you know there's like hundreds if not 500 years old buildings um, in the cobblestone streets like it's really cool yeah there's real history there yeah and, yeah totally and so, oh go ahead I was gonna say um, you know I actually really I'm going to jump ahead because I there, I do want to talk about the Snowden, um, Joe Rogan. I thought that that was I, – I think it's a very important topic, and I think it's uh, an incredible podcast interview. Yeah. So maybe tee this up. Tee this up, but this is a great topic. Yeah, so this week it, it was kind of like a, a bombshell that dropped when, mm-hmm. when Joe Rogan – announced that his most recent episode was interviewing Edward Snowden and it was a remote interview and the audio is a little weird. Uh, there almost seems like be a fan in the background or, or something. Uh, it's cutting in and out and I haven't watched the video, so I'm not sure maybe that would give it up. Uh, but yeah, it's a two hour conversation with just Joe going deep with Edward Snowden about his life and uh, how he got in this position and why he did it and just talking about personal privacy in general. And Joe kind of went from the perspective, like he does most of the time, uh, from uh, I, don't, I don't know anything, like let's start from the beginning. And, uh, and, and I love that so much about his show. He's, he's become my favorite podcast recently. I've been binge listening you know to what? all of his stuff. You know what? I, I'm going to – this is honesty, honesty here. I have never really listened to him, and that was like – I think maybe the first or second podcast that I've ever heard of Rogan. And clearly I, you know, I listen to my own podcast or like the ones that I listen to, but uh, I know that he's like the one he's probably number one. And um, maybe that's why I haven't listened to him, but now I'm going to. So that's number one. Number two, holy shit. Like that was incredible. And I don't know if you noticed, but he would ask a question and Snowden would talk for, Seven minutes. Yeah, at least. Like, he would just he would just seven to ten minutes. And like Rogan's cool because he just let it go. And I mean, he's probably like, holy, I'm just I'm, I'm just gonna let him talk. Yeah. Anything that's coming out of his ride. mouth is like is gold. Um I thought that, that was really interesting. I mean, Snowden has stuff to say and he wants to say it. Um and lastly, um, dude, did it just put chills down your spine? Yeah, it's uh, it, it's a little creepy. Right. Um, just about if what if what if what he's saying is true, like it's way worse than we know. And it's it's way more complex and intelligent of like the amount of, quote, you know, lack of privacy and or the oversight from our government using technology on us as citizens than we ever thought. 
Yeah, certainly. That's scary, man. And and so it's a scary part. Part of me, I, I always go back and forth when it comes to the privacy stuff, right? Because I'm not worried. I ain't got anything to hide, and so I I always get stuck on like, is is this for the greater good or is it not? It really comes down to, and we've talked about this theme a bunch in the show is the the concepts and the ideas aren't necessarily so bad for people like you and me it's when bad people get control of the information or control of the power is when it can really become an issue well yeah and i think you know if you know anyone listening to this definitely go listen to that um and i think the whole point is that you know, he's kind of saying the same thing, too. It's like, well, if you don't have anything to hide, then why should you care? Well, you should care because we are human beings and there are certain, like, we are being lied to. Yes. It's, if, they came, if they came out and said, by the way, this is the way the world works. This is what we're doing. And this is how we operate. It's, but even in the United States, you, you know, this is what we watch. For, and we are watching everything and we're recording everything. Then that's one thing, but like the blatant lying, which he like totally goes into, and how these um, CIA and FBI people, like the head of these departments, like were on the stand and under oath, and they blatantly lied of what's going on, yes. and it was proven true. And you're, he's like, that's what Snow, Stone's just taking the white flag, and he's like, all I'm doing is showing that this is bullshit. They're lying. And they are misleading you as a citizen. It's not that is it right or wrong. And I think it's fair to say that with technology and everything that's being tracked, we should just know that the data is being collected. But I think the problem is the misrepresentation of that. Like, and that's what I got from the whole podcast. And like, I think Rogan was just like, oh my God, like this guy is just going to town. And, um, you know, I don't think Snowden has anything there's no reason whatsoever that he should be – he's not making any of this up. Yeah, so he's got no reason like, to I be lying about this. Not, he's not, he's not making not, anything up. And not only that, dude, he's like – I can tell he's like scared. Like he's just like, I need, I need the people of this world to know what's going on. Like I am just want – like I need to do this. And uh, that's just tremendous, dude. I think it's just like – it's incredible. And like just how like – the way that he walks through how he started to discover what's going on, like, cause he was inside and he just got put in these places. And all of a sudden he's like, wait, this isn't matching up. And then they started discovering like, you know, the, um, I guess the programs that were undercover programs that were happening and, Oh, the surveillance, oh, man, it's just like, I don't know. Like I, I'm, I'm in the same boat as you. It's like, look, we're all just trying to do our thing here, but the, the, the like maybe the world is different than we are told that it is yes. that is the weird scary thing you know well yeah how the how the world operates kind of at a higher level especially the government and when it comes to intelligence and uh yeah it was interesting how he revealed like he didn't really think of himself as as a, a special person per se but he got put in this really weird technological position where he was the dot connector between these two agencies or multiple agencies who didn't talk to each other and and he reveals it's like yes all this technology stuff there's a lot of encryption and and a lot of people are separated where it's a you only need to know what you need to know situation and and they're trying their best to do that but there's still going to be someone 
who has to type in some code to connect all those dots and see everything. So it was really interesting how all of a sudden, yeah, he was able to kind of peel everything back and see everything that was going on. And uh, it, I, I'm, I'm curious, what do you think, Nick, is going to be uh, – do you have a prediction about how Edward Snowden's going to go down in history? Obviously, he's still writing history uh-huh. on his own book, and, and we'll see, and it's going to depend on our leadership and, and like – it almost feels, yeah, like he he should go down as like the Guy Fox of a a generation, um, right? And and be known well, forever that, for doing that. But I don't know if that's going to happen. Well, I, actually, Rogan he closed the podcast by basically saying that, and he's like, "I think you're a very important person in history." And I, Snowden's kind of like, eh, "I don't know," but it depends on how it all unfolds. You know, what I mean, like. Basically, dude, he could end up being like Paul Revere. Yeah, you know, he's he's Paul like Revere, he's right. like our yeah yeah he's like our Paul Revere. There, he's like the British are coming, you know. And like, um, but dude, I think it just depends on what way things shift, and you know, then then history will paint him in in, in a certain picture. But um, dude, I didn't know that he was actually younger. Like, I mean, he's like thirty six. Yeah. or something like that yeah, he's, like, he's younger than me I, I i actually thought he was older than that just because i don't know it just, just seemed like it. he doesn't look that old but he i just the way that they what he got wrapped into it just felt like he was a lot older than that um but uh man i think it would be just a talk about a crazy weird life that he's finding himself in um you know and where where did he say where, where was he at right now uh he lived in russia yeah <laughs> Which is probably the you best know. place for him to be because there's so much like uh, not animosity, but right there's like rivalry between the two countries. So I can't imagine Russia is going to give him up. Uh, but he did make some interesting points. He's like, if America really wanted to get me, they could get me. Um, mm-hmm. Right? They they have found plenty of people um, over the course of human history. I mean, you think about all the terrorism stuff that they do. Um, they. They could get him if they wanted to get him. So it's it's interesting what what's going to happen. Yeah, he's here, eighty three, and so he was born in eighty three, and all the leaks came out. Uh, or he got hired in two thousand thirteen. Yeah, he so was like twenty when he gets hired. When he was thirty, um, that when he was thirty is when he had charges of two counts of violating the Espionage Act of 1917. Yeah. Um, okay. Right when he was 30 years old. Um, yeah. That's pretty – wow. Yeah, and yeah, it all think... happened pretty quickly from when he joined to all this stuff being unveiled. Yeah, and I think it's – oh, it's um, – it was – I thought it was – and I – it was very entertaining. I've been listening to a lot of podcasts as I'm like walking around and, you know, doing the commute. Um, so that's been, um, that it was a very entertaining one. I thought, even though like, I mean, he would talk for 10 minutes, but like, you're just like, he is very, he's very good at telling story and like getting in depth and the specific details and his timelines. I mean, think about how much he's gone through this. Like he totally like off the cuff, just like can be detailed and timelined and, um, I thought it was very interesting, um, but scary, man. Yeah, it, it's it's a wild situation. It's gonna it's gonna be exciting uh, to see how that all plays out. I'm I'm gonna go back and listen to it again uh, because there's just so much detail in the two hours. 
Um, and I'm sure there's plenty of things that I've missed that I could go back and hear from again. Um, yeah. And so some other, so since we're on the political game, maybe we'll make this the last topic. Twitter and Jack Dorsey banned political ads this week, or at least they said they banned political ads. I think uh, <laughs> actually implementing that is, is a little bit more difficult. That's not something software can fully take control of. Uh, but what do you think about that decision, especially with Facebook and Google being wrapped up in so much political controversy right now for Twitter to take this stance? And Jack kind of really attacked Mark Zuckerberg and their decisions this week on Twitter. Uh, what, what do you think? I, I think it's a good idea. It's yeah, we'll see how they execute it. But, you know, I think it needed to happen. And um, I was kind of reading through some stuff and, you know, people are all over the board on this one. Um, but you know, I think at some point there needs to be some, um, they need to stand up and say, we won't accept X, Y, Z. And, um, I don't think, I mean, from what I understand, you know, I guess there would be a revenue hit on this, but I don't think it's that significant. I think that they can probably make it up in other ways or just, you know, just don't pay attention to, or don't accept any sort of political ads, but yeah. How do you police that is, is another question. But I'm just glad that of these companies, a CEO and a leader came out and finally said, we will not do X, Y, Z. Yeah, Twitter's already caught up so much in politics. I mean, politics and mainstream media really operates in the Twitter ecosystem. Twitter is the platform for that kind of communication. And so I I think it was a really strong line. They have seen enough uh, political movements be raised through Twitter already that they don't really need to be driving extra and have to deal with the headache. I'm sure, I'm sure Jack doesn't want to have to answer the same questions that Zuckerberg's answering right now. Yeah. And, I mean, yeah. It's one of those things like if you were running for election from 2008 and up until 2018, Facebook would have been the best place ever for you to be running political ads. Like you could have, I always said with the, we have this big city council election happening uh due yeah. on tuesday and like pretty much the whole city council is being uh changed over and it was like i think a lot of people could have won city council seats if they had spent their money on facebook opposed to a lot of other means uh, but that's that's kind of over now we'll see what happens from there but facebook's just getting more expensive in general um but yeah it was a very interesting decision I'm, it'll be interesting to see what everyone else does and does everyone ban it it's just a matter of um, it's easier for them to get rid of it altogether. But then what defines politics, right? Is, mm-hmm. is someone yeah. voicing their opinion, right? And wanting to run an ad saying, hey, I'm Connor and I'm uh, for or against this situation. Uh, where do they draw the line? Or is it just for uh, people in general running for election? It'll be interesting where they draw that line there. Yeah, yeah. It's crazy, man. Cool. Well, um. I know we've got some other companies that we'll talk about. I've got the episode 67 already laid out with some other ideas. Drop in that Founders Live winner. We'll make sure to give them a shout out next week. Uh, but what do you got going on this upcoming weekend, Nick? Yeah, uh, it's my last weekend in London. And um, I, I am going to Halloween party, Halloween party tomorrow.
Sorry, everyone. We had a little technical difficulty there on Anchor, so we lost Nick on the call. But we want to thank you very much for listening to the 66th episode of the Catching Up Podcast. Thanks for supporting us here, listening to the show every single week. Uh, shoot us a message. Give us a review. We appreciate all of those things. Uh, Nick, I believe, is leaving London. In the next episode, he may be in Africa, but I need to double-check that. Uh, he just texted me right now, and he wants to sign off with this episode saying, Peace!